0: friends here at mutinyradio.f and Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there and uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Make it to mutiny, Randy. Well, don't even worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak sailing. Yes. So, all you got to do is just go to podcasts.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse or.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to MutinyRadio.fm. This is your host, Jen Eros, for Friends with Genefits. Again, on Saturdays, 2 to 4, you can catch us here. I have a special guest in studio today, and since I had walked in to that uh, La Marseillaise being played, I thought, well, I'll follow up with a little French cafe music and get you guys an introduction. Meanwhile, enjoy some French cafe before we kick it off today. I hope you've had your coffee, I know I had mine.
4: De verre. Je ne sais vibrer qu'en paratonner, je suis condamnée à l'éclair, la poudre éphémère, car si l'on m'aime, l'on doit me consumer, mais demain, oui, demain j'en fais le serment. J'ouvrirai les yeux, mes deux yeux tout en grand sur un bel homme, un bel amant qui laissera ma vie sautre. Fibre de verre, je me suis cassé les dents, les nez sur bien des affaires. De cœurs trop pincés, de mœurs trop épicées, car pour me plaire, l'on doit me consumer, mais demain, oui, demain j'en fais le serment. J'ouvrirai les yeux, mes deux yeux tout Toi en somme, mon bel amant Toi qui assis m'attend tout en m'aimant Je suis allumée sans un éclair Sans même un brasier Juste une lueur à mon intérieur Ta chaleur a su trouver mon cœur maintenant
5: C'est que me protège j'ai Les droits du copyright Opéra Mondi Oh malou Il fallait que j'abrège Je Ton existence C'est un signe Marilou s'endort sous la neige Carbonique de l'extincteur d'un sandier
3: And welcome back, everybody, to MutinyRadio.fm. Again, this is Friends with Jenna Fitz, I'm your host, Jen Eros. In the studio with me today, I have a good friend, Aaron Rowan. Aaron, say hi to the crowd.
6: Howdy, y'all, and uh, thanks for having me on, Jen. Great to be here.
3: Well, there's so many things we tend to share anyway. I just thought it was about time to bring you into the studio, because there's a lot of things that you're in touch with in the Modesto area for the... uh, music and arts scene there's a lot of things we like to go do together like last night we ended up at the same play over at your place moon and sixpence
6: uh yeah um it's a uh one of medesto's newest uh, listening um concert spaces uh but also for other performing arts uh, we've done some comedy um, in there and um, my good friends um, theater outfit, a little black box theater, Center State Conservatory, uh, who I've worked with uh, over the past uh, several years on some things. Uh, They needed needed them a new home, and so uh, they'd uh, come in for their December production uh, in this uh, place, and it's called, uh, yeah, Moon and Sixpence Music and Art House, and we featured some Grammy winners and some really cool uh, jazz stuff recently, and it's just kind of all, kind of everything across the uh, musical spectrum, really
3: absolutely and now again center stage is looking for a new space but what they did with the moon and sixpence last night i was hoping maybe they could hang out there a little bit longer for the kinds of things that they produce they had four actors zero as far as extraneous set design and it was the bob marley side or marley's side of the christmas story i should say um which way I, I thought it was a great adaptation considering uh the one who wrote it was doing this because his daughter had seen the christmas story and she's going you know marley really gets a bum deal he's got to hang out in those chains forever and yet scrooge gets redeemed how does this work
6: Oh uh, well, actually, it's um that's actually Jacob Marley, not uh, Bob Marley. I know. I'm although, just although, all, thinking
3: music right although, now. <laughs> although,
6: although, although the action did, did get a little bit ziggy at times. It got uh, a bit with, ziggy. Uh, with with Brian uh, in the uh,
3: in the, <laughs> the main role, Scrooge role. Yeah, Brian is one of those that I would say, ever since I first saw him acting, I knew it was overacting. But in that space and with this material, it works so well. All the characters carried so much in their delivery. Even, uh, that's the first time I've seen Walter perform, and he was how many characters for the one night? And every one of them, very distinctively different, he carried it out. And everybody's wearing hoodies. (laughs) There's nothing spectacular about their wardrobe. You know, jeans with a hoodie and a blazer, maybe, for Marley. Um, But they really carried it by their acting, and I, I, I really appreciate... Uh, that the way the sound was in that space. I know we've been talking about we should get in there and paint it. It needs tapestries. It needs something to dampen the sound. But for just voices, it was bright enough to carry for the crowd that was there. And they were using two different areas for the stage. And you had to really be paying attention to what's going on. And I don't think anybody was bored at all. I mean, this was quite an interesting development to see What we bring from our familiarity of the Christmas story, this tale with Scrooge, um, they didn't have to redo all of that, but you could have references to it that bring you right back to, oh yeah, I already know this, this is in the common lexicon. And so I think it fills a gap that was needed, and I, I applaud the writer's daughter for bringing the question, well, what happens to Marley if all this stuff, you know, Scrooge gets a chance to have a change of heart? And you just have Marley just rattling around. If you guys are interested in what we're talking about, this is a play that's performed in Modesto on 9th Street at the Moon and Sixpence by Center Stage Conservatory. And uh, give more info on that, please. (laughs) Uh,
6: Well, you can check them out, um, Center Stage, at uh, centerstagemodesto.com. And uh, we got, I think, five, uh, no, six more showings. It's going to be tonight and... Uh, well, tonight at 8 p.m., and then Sunday matinees, uh, tomorrow at uh, 2 p.m., and then next weekend is going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 8 o'clock, and then uh, final closing show, Sunday, the, what is that thing?
3: I'm looking it up, yeah. <laughs>
6: the uh, 17th at, at, two, at 2 o'clock.
3: Right, right. So it's going to carry you through at least half of your preparations for the holidays. And I would recommend it. I, I seriously would. Um powerful powerful performances really really impressed and what's even better i mean there's um koozie's sitting there going oh yeah hey jen how you doing they're like i hear that you're always funny jen but i never get to see your show right i get that from uh one of my stalkers on Facebook, he finally let me know that he does pay attention to everything that I'm doing. And I know this is a person that's involved with the big events over at Gallo Center and at the Bob Hope Theater and, you know, things like Lady Gaga comes through and he's in the technical crew. Congratulations, John. Uh, <laughs> but to hear people are paying attention to my comedy stuff, even though they don't show up for it. That's funny. That's funny. And I know you're listening. That's why I'm giving you a shout out, John. Uh, But he really thought of all the technical stuff he's done with Gallo and these other places, Moon and Sixpence carried it well for the sparseness, for the sound, for having the backlighting on the wall, even though they're bright white walls, uh, you could carry the mood. So if you guys get a chance to find any of the things going on at Moon and Sixpence, down on Ninth Street there, and it's between which streets there F and F. Uh, e N F. You'll
6: find e it. N F. You'll you'll find it kind of. It's it's kind of hard to find. Um, don't don't let the GPS fool you and, and lead you to like just the, find the to Mexican the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> e, yeah. E and F, between E N F streets is where you, where you yeah. want to be.
3: If you know where the El Sol restaurant is, it's right in that same little quad section just off to the left of the restaurant, and uh, get there early enough to eat. Enjoy meeting with your friends if they're coming from different places, and then go right next door and see a great show help a great cause i mean they take your donations uh this one of course was charging a bit more for this show what was the price getting in 10 15 dollars 10 if you're a student
6: yeah uh, yeah 15 yeah 15 general
3: 15 for general admission and i say it's well worth it for what they're doing uh don't let the lack of costuming and lack of uh decor take away from your impression because all of it leads to where they go with this story. I thought it was great.
6: Yeah. If you all aren't doing anything uh, this coming Tuesday evening, um, the uh, the gang of Modesto Unplugged Music, um, kind of a uh, musical curation a collective uh, in the area, uh, there's an annual showcase that's uh, always really popular and a lot of fun. And uh, we get together and it's kind of like the Academy Awards sex segment where they... Um, where they had the slideshow up, up, uh, showing all the actors and such who passed on in the last year. So we did that. We did that for the, our musicians. We're going to pay some tributes to, uh, you know, Tom Petty, Chuck Berry, and Rosalie Sorrels, and a bunch of others. And it's called Elegy, and it starts at uh, Tuesday at 7:30 down in the down at Moon of Sixpence, and uh, $10 admission. Uh, you can find more info. Um, oh, just email. Email us at modestounplugged.com, at, at, yahoo, at yahoo.com, at yahoo. or, yeah, or call uh, give us a call, 209-543-5306, and we'd love to see some of you there.
3: What's that number one more time? Because people are still running for their paper and notepad on their Two, phone.
6: Yep, that's 209-543-5306.
3: Okay. So, how many times do you have things going on in that space, or is it open for people in general, to say, "Hey, I've got this troop. They're coming through. They need a place to do something random. Can we use yours?" How do they decide if that's the right place for them?
6: Uh, yeah, it is shaping up as a uh, as a more of a community space. I would like to see uh, several of my friends are in different uh, local arts organizations, and I'll have them come in and rent out. Uh, until then, it's uh, mostly a music house. We do we've been doing as many as I don't know eight to nine concerts, you know, per month that are at our peak we've been open since uh about early really early august so um it's a work in progress but things have been going really uh really magically so far
3: right and we were talking about some of the art that we might have involved in there uh just in general as well as having other artists come through and do specific shows um you want to tell them about some of our ideas on this? <laughs> we were talking about uh, the muses, the nine muses, of course, as a historical reference, because a lot of people don't really understand if they're not involved in theater or arts or music. Uh, you know, the Greeks and the Romans, they, they kind of have a way of revering uh, where inspiration comes from. And so... In this, we talked about, oh, we could just maybe have those uh, cloth dividers hanging down because, you know, you need a little structural baffling or something for some of the music things, especially you get a trombone in there, it's bouncing. Um, And I was thinking, well, maybe not just the nine muses everybody might have heard of or they might reference or even that group, and I don't know where they're from in the Asian countries uh, (laughs) that are the nine muses. But we actually are looking at some of the people that have that effect on Modesto itself as being muses unto themselves. We have, of course, Sam Peerstorf doing the Poetry Slams, the Ill List. I mean, they came around 13th, is it the 13th year now? Um, coming up, they have a show uh, where everybody just packs out the place for this poetry. And I know we've had participants from across the country because of it. It's It's really grown. Uh, and you're very seldom going to find a seat if it's a last minute. Oh, maybe I have time tonight to stop in. No, you're not going to get in. So check out the Ill List in Modesto Poetry Slam. Sam Pierstorff is very instrumental with that. Also, he's one of the professors at MJC um, for English. He has appeared on TV, also, hasn't he? He was.
6: Oh, uh, yeah, they call him the. Uh- the ninja poet, he is a, I think he competed more than once on American, American ninja. ninja Warrior.
3: Right, and you see him doing his workouts and all this other stuff. It's just fun, but he inspires a lot of people, so we're thinking he needs to be one of the muses. Who else were you thinking? We're going to take some requests from people, too. If you have an idea on this topic, please call in at 415-550-0511, especially Modesto area. I know I've got a lot of friends out there that listen to this show. So if you guys have somebody in mind that really seems to embody that aspect of being amused to, to the entertainment community, we'd like to give them some honor. So give us a shout out, 415-550-0511, or hit me up on my Jennifer K. Johnson Facebook, because my other one's not worth trying to tag into right now. We're getting it worked on. Um Anyway, who is somebody else that you would think of that's been really instrumental in the area?
6: Well, this one's kind of obvious, but uh, one of the actual muses was named, of course, Eros. Oh,
3: (laughs) are you trying to flatter me?
6: I'm simply stating that uh, that uh, <laughs> you're that you're one of the uh, more inspiring people uh, that I've that I've known on this uh, on this art scene over the years. well, so. thank you,
3: Aaron. Uh, it's been a long time since we threw those house parties together, but it was great. Uh, we had the concept of bringing everybody together that doesn't usually see each other because they're all having gigs at the same time. So you throw a party earlier on in the week if you're not involved with you know their practice time and you know cross promote between musicians and artists and gosh we've had fire dancers and you were doing the mixology the drinks um people are still talking about those parties but i think the house is looking better than it did so you think we want to do another round 2.0 2.0 <laughs> Um, But it's important because people, again, don't get to see each other when they're just so driven by the forces that they're already involved in. Uh, we'd like to mix it up. And, uh, so be looking forward to that. Check out the Queen of Arts Productions page if you're interested and let us know what free time you might like to, because we're looking at it this month before everybody gets stuck with the holidays or even January afterwards. So you can kind of recoup and, and say, you know, how did those gigs go right after, you know, before new year's, um, and give you a chance to recreate what you're doing and maybe mix it up with somebody else with a compatible but different field of interest. They've always been fun, you know, and it's not that I'm going to have to make my butternut squash soup again. You know, we can't find that drink that we added to it anymore. The cashmere isn't being made anymore, but uh, I think they're coming out with some substitutes I might try. You know, because it had kind of that vanilla and brandy and and was it a vodka blend? But um, yeah, our parties get fun. <laughs> it's uh, it's time to revisit. So next on, uh, gosh, i'm I'm grateful Aaron's with me today. Uh, he had a different agenda though this morning. Uh, we really wanted to see somebody that 's actually performing like right now, like they started twenty four minutes ago at the Fremont Library. Um, you want to talk about that
6: yeah hi uh, I was uh, misin- misinformed on the on the time, sadly, so we made that our first stop uh, in in the bay uh, bay here today but um, it's it 's a very wonderful Appalachian uh, folk duo called Tina and her pony. They are from Asheville, North Carolina, and I had the honor of hosting them at uh, one of my little um, Little House concerts a few years back, and I've been uh, dying to catch up with them ever since. And what a what a
3: what a what a. What a well, <laughs> you just don't know when it says eleven o'clock online, and yet you get there, and the yeah. sign says two p.m. What do you do? Yeah,
6: if you're down down in the Fremont area, uh, swing on by. They'll be playing there, I I believe, until about three thirty today. And they're really not to, not to be missed if you're a fan of fan of the good acoustic music.
3: And. Uh, So that did put us on our way to San Francisco from a different trajectory than I usually come. So we ended up going through Oakland. And I wish to start by saying I'm so glad that we kind of got lost looking for a place to eat. Because what we found was the Gastro Pig. Have you guys tried the Gastro Pig yet? I know, I'm giving a free shout out to them. They don't even know, but if they can get me some more of that fresh squeezed orange juice, the coffee was even great. But we thought we would try their bacon slut. I just, you know, of course everybody knows sex sells, and you put it with food and you put it with bacon, how are you going to go wrong? So the bacon slut is basically a really puffy bun. How would you describe that? Uh, Like brioche. Brioche. And, um, which is good because it also absorbs when you've got your over-easy egg in the middle with the layers of bacon and then their sauce. I don't even know what was in the sauce, but it was amazing. And it's like that brioche is just like a warm hug that, yeah, this is going to get messy, but I'm going to help you out. It's going to just start absorbing all that goodness. So I don't care if you guys are vegan. I know bacon can ruin you. This is a place to try if you can get past that. And they do have a lot of things, you know, with the recycling and, and conscientious. And they've got like this really long plank table for people to just generally sit at, I'm sure, when it gets really busy. And they bring it out to you in this metal tray. It's like one of those things I'd use in my toaster oven with parchment paper over the top, so you know it's gonna get messy. <laughs> but, uh, but they're all very friendly. The food was really tasty, I thought. How would you rate your bacon slut and your side salad?
6: Well, we're still trying to figure out what exactly what, what that whole salad was. What it was, was on of, the salad? Got, got <laughs> well, nice. It was the
3: spring lettuce, right? So, yeah. Just kind of the things that you see the cows eating out there. Um, but on top, it had this uh, garnish. And I didn't know if it was like pickled beets or if the pink came from beets, but it was on something else. So we got to look this up. You guys can look it up too. Go to hashtag bacon slut figure it out it's in oakland i don't know how many other chains they might have but it's worth a stop and it got us across the bridge to here of course the road to here was blocked and i had another detour but we're here anyway at mutiny radio here at 2781 21st street in florida if you guys are in the neighborhood and want to stop by Uh, anytime the gate is open and the garbage cans are out you're welcome to just stop on in and be part of the audience be part of the show sometimes I'll just invite a man off the street and say hey what's up with you today because it's fun that way so what else have you got in your plans in the near future Aaron got some other shows that you want to go see or people you want to collect their music because I know I forgot I was going to bring the record from when we had Brett Dittar at the Christmas party at my house.
6: Oh, those were the days. That was Um. fun. Uh, Brett Detter, if if, uh, Detter. You know, <laughs> Detter. if anybody's familiar with, familiar with the old um, indie rock band The Juliana Theory, uh, they were a big obsession of mine back in the day. Uh, it's, it's just kind of an, a side story, um, but uh, but uh, but Brett was their frontman, and then he, then he went and and went solo and started doing the roots uh, like Americana music, and so I thought fo- I followed him down that path because uh, he was one of my, one of my favorite songwriters, and so he's really the guy who got me uh, hooked into into this kind of acoustic music uh, presenting. We, you know, Modesto Unplugged has been d- doing this for almost six years now. Um, so when we first started doing the the house concerts, so Jen and I, I got the opportunity to actually have him come out here and, uh, and play for us, and that was... Oh. Yeah. Oh, what an, what a I night. had
3: him hanging ornaments outside my house just because he was the tallest guy there. <laughs> and then we find out, you know, the dietary stuff that he's got in common with my friend Rose. And just, it, it was just really fun because he's very personable and accommodating and helpful. And, and then he was playing the music there. Wasn't he barefoot too? When he got started?
6: Uh, I think so. so.
3: We have a few of our musician friends. That's one of their things is they're going to get grounded. They're going to get into it. They're going barefoot. So um, just the charisma and the way these parties shape themselves by who wants to show up and share their talents. And maybe even if they're passing around their CDs... Or if they're figuring out, hey, I've got a show coming up, and maybe we need a comedian in between sets or something. There's ways to put all of these things together. That's why it's Queen of Arts Productions, K-W-E-E-N-U-V-A-R-T-S Productions on Facebook. So if you're an artist wanting to do that in the Central Valley area, 209 area, in the near future, please hit me up let me know you'd like to get on the schedule and we will get the invites out so cuz it's going to happen we're not going to just keep talking about it it's going to happen right yeah y'all get to pet my cat simba and no that's not euphemistic it's an actual cat with a tail and you know he meows and he claws so <laughs> kind of rude. I've never thought I was going to have a cat i've always been a dog person And this one, I don't know how a feral cat ended up domesticating me. It's crazy. But it was about three years ago. Winter was hitting. And my back hurt. So I wasn't out doing as many things as I had been. And I had this really comfy red blanket. And suddenly I find the Hallmark Christmas Channel. I know, don't shoot me. But it just was one of those, I don't know, uh, special mindless indulgences. And Simba comes into the house and suddenly starts loving on that red blanket, and he can't claw me, but he can give me lots of warmth and love. And there you have it. It was, yeah, a match made from Hallmark, like that ever happens. So... I'm going to play a little more music for you guys. We're still warming up today. If you have any questions for me, call at 415 550 0511. Don't be a stranger. If you've been paying attention, you got things you want to say, even about some of the past shows that we've done here. Uh, I've heard some of them rotating. I know I stopped in on Wednesday and we still had one playing from the Oyster Fest back in July when I had uh, the great pleasure of uh, the organizer for that, O'Reilly. Gosh, Miles O'Reilly is just such a character. So if you guys were listening Wednesday afternoon, that one's in there. Uh, But beyond the shows in the can, we've recently hooked up to iTunes. And so we're getting some of our past ones set up for that too. So if that's a way that you'd like to listen to the stuff you enjoy... Check us out. Find your favorite podcast through iTunes, Mutiny Radios, finally getting up to speed on that one. Thank you. And hit that donate button because that's what helps us get all the technology up to the speed of your interest. So here's some music for you. going to take a quick break and welcome back very shortly to Jen Eros, your host for friends with Jenna Fitts, and my guest Aaron Rowan with more coming up soon. Welcome back to MutinyRadio.fm, Friends with Jenna Fitts, every Saturday, 2 to 4. You can find us here. I am your host, Jen Eros. In the studio with me today, again, a reminder is Aaron Rowan, a good friend of mine. He likes to produce a lot of different shows and uh, always introduces me to some amazing talents out there in the music scene and beyond. So Aaron, what's going on today here in San Francisco? Uh, there's a concert coming up, right? Not even too far from Mutiny Radio?
6: No, after uh, I, wrap up, I wrap up here in a few hours, I yell, whenever I visit the Bay, I really uh, make it a point to visit my good friend, Alzara Goetz, and, uh, and her bandmates. They're called uh, Brother Spellbinder, and they are an amazing, uh, kind of a gypsy cabaret folk ensemble.
3: Wow, gypsy and, cabaret and folk. Yep. Okay. With,
6: with, some, with some cool cello and uh, ukulele and different kind of like a like orchestral sounds i even sit in with them on a, on a time or two um I, I tinker around around with the musical saw and i kind of had a cool okay. a, a trippy tri- tri- vibe uh, vibe with that yeah jen, jen knows all about that me and me and that saw <laughs> wow,
7: wow, wow. <laughs> so uh
6: so alzara is a uh is a winner of the west coast songwriters uh competition and so they're going to be doing their thing tonight over at Adobe Books Art Collective. That's on, I believe, twenty fourth street at
3: um not far from here, right? No. It's
6: okay I, I, I adobe books the, on 24th, i forget the exact address but it's 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 done it's done that away you we'll, can find it yeah
3: yeah adobe books you guys got yeah. google come on yeah you got alexa um, you got all kinds of things out there right <laughs>
6: yeah so they'll be on for a short set at a starting it's at a 6 p.m tonight and actually i think we're going to have uh alzara pop into the studio here in about an hour so she'll tell you a little bit a little more but uh, definitely well worth uh, listening to her and her outfit
3: Okay, and I am now posting... I know I've been a little delinquent on this, but I'm getting it out there to the Jen Arrows page on Facebook of my special guest in studio, Aaron Rowan, enjoying the hashtag Bacon Slut. I thought that was just a great name, and they have a full-size sign out front, so if you're in Oakland and you missed that, that's your own fault. It's good. It's yummy. It's messy. It's got all the right flavors and crunch and everything else to it. So... Um, we're gonna play a little bit more music I'm not sure where that other one came from we do have a new setup here in the station and I'm trying to get one of my cds to play for you guys so we're gonna be working on the technical stuff so just a second I'm gonna throw some more french stuff your way because "Vive la revolution right let's go for it
1: Si la photo est bonne Juste en deuxième colonne Y'a le voyou du jour Qui a une petite gueule d'amour Dans la rubrique du vice Y'a l'assassin de service Qui n'a pas du tout l'air méchant Qui a plutôt l'œil intéressant Coupable ou non coupable S'il doit se mettre à table J'aimerais qu'il vienne pour se mettre à la mienne Si la photo est bonne, il est bien de sa personne La populaire d'un assassin que le fils de mon voisin Ce gibier d'impotence, pas sorti de l'enfance Va faire sa dernière prière Pour avoir trop aimé sa mère Bref, on va prendre un malheureux Qui avait le cœur trop généreux Moi qui suis femme de président J'en ai pas moins de cœur pour autant De voir tomber des têtes À la fin ça m'empête Et mon mari le président Qui m'aime bien, qui m'aime tant Quand j'ai le cœur qui flanche
3: so we're back at mutinyradio.fm, friends with Jenna Fitz. Again, technical difficulties, but you know, you probably didn't understand what she was saying anyway, right? How many of you out there... You know, if you speak French, just give me the left hand up in the sky. Yeah, you guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. So, (laughs) vive la revolution. Have you seen what's going on with the politics these days, Aaron? Are you paying attention or are you just diving your head under the pillow?
6: Uh, I pay attention as much as you can be expected to pay attention to, I don't know, wwe wrestling i uh what i find interesting was that uh well i remember reading that uh, you know donald that uh, trump was was even looking at linda linda mcmahon for uh, for one of his cabinet or i think one of his cabinet positions that to, i mean that tells you all the all that you need to know well it's it's all it's all a big it's a big it's a big wrestling storyline that's that that's all that's all this is to 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 me really
3: yeah, give me some of her her background and why you say that
6: well, you know, just Linda McMahon. You know, not everybody
3: knows. Oh. Not everybody follows wrestling.
6: Fair enough. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> L- you know, Linda McMahon, Vince's uh, Vince McMahon's wife, the, uh, the the CEO of of World Wrestling Federation.
3: Okay, there's the connection. Thank you. Uh, because seriously, no, I haven't watched wrestling since I was maybe you know walking through a friend's house one day, going, "Really, you watch that?" Um, and except for I, there was the one time I did get to see. Uh, Monsieur Van Dam, no, not Claude, <laughs> uh, doing comedy down in Fresno. Rob Van Dam was down doing comedy in Fresno, and I not only got to see him perform, along with Bruce Jingles, and a few of my other compatriots from the 209 that we all drove down, and of course, in my van to see them, but... Uh, But I got into the green room where some of the guys were excluded. So (laughs) Um, having not followed wrestling, I was glad to catch him doing the comedy thing. Because if you don't have that crossover, like I said, not everybody knows. And I certainly don't take anything for granted now that anybody knows anything. So I appreciate you filling in the blanks. So besides that cabinet appointment, what about one of the things we've talked about before on my show? Maybe you heard, maybe not. Um we have this deal with Al Franken, okay? We know he started out in comedy. We know that before he got into being a senator, there's a lot of things that go on, you know, and part of it is just mocking the world and being outrageous when you're doing comedy. Now these things are following him and pushing him out of his senate seat as far as any improprieties with women. Now, he's admitted to some of it, but he's also said there's a few out there that are false. So, if you guys have an opinion on this one, here's the question. Should a person lose their position if it's not a current issue? If they're in politics, first of all, were you expecting them to be a saint? Second of all, is it okay to say I'm sorry to the person that matters, or do you have to give up your seat also? Third, whatever happened to following due process and finding out which of these stories are true, or are we just going to say all allegations add up to guilt in the court of public opinion? Weigh in on this one here today at 415-550-0511. Should Al Franken go? Should he wait until they've actually checked under his fingernails for wrongdoing? And how is it different that he can admit guilt while we have others that have been accused that never seem to admit to anything, no matter how many allegations come up against them, no matter how much proof they have against them? Check in with me here, Friends with Jenna Fitz, 415-550-0511, waiting for your call. Meanwhile, on another note, do you think we're going to get nuked by North Korea?
6: No, that's just another part of the, uh, of the, of the wrestling storyline that I was talking about. It's all... Flash I mean, and distraction? Yeah. But what, what, does the, what does the government uh, operate, operate on, a uh, feed on to begin with? I mean, just... just fear. It, just end, endless threats everywhere in the world. Yeah, uh, fear
3: and controlling people through fear. But um, my mom actually called me, and she's like, what do we do? Your, your oldest daughter's living with me. We're over here on the coast. And I said, Mom, look at a map. First of all, you're not on the part of the coast that's closest. Second of all, it's like the pilot and the crew on the plane, they all want to get home, right? So there are certain people that have knowledge, intel, and tools to combat these things. Of course, diplomacy seems the last of it with this current way of doing things in politics. Um, however, there was some word that Korea is now, North Korea is now willing to have some open negotiations with China. I don't know if that even gets through in all the stories, but I want to thank whoever's been watching YouTube and then filling in my mother on half stories because then she gets to call me and I feel needed. Thank you. (laughs) So I don't know. I would give the same advice. It's live your life till you can't do the things that you can as far as if you feel you need to stock up on water and food because there's crisis all around you we've had wildfires here we have uh tax crisis looming in case this thing passes um there's all kinds of reasons to prepare for the things that you know you can but after that you have to find a way and a center to still go forward with your life and uh If you need help doing that, talk to some friends until you're just not so bound with fear that you're immobilized. Because if somebody can give you information that immobilizes you, you're also giving them the power over your next choices. And I just want you to find your feet attached and tell them where to go. Hopefully away from those people that are passing on the fear. There's a little preachy, but you know... I had a bacon slut today. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Am I worried about my heart right now? No, it's beating really well. We had a good walk with that burger. No burger, sorry. The bacon slut. Bacon and eggs. Good brioche. Uh, Again, if you guys were going to call us, the number's 415 550 0511. We're going to hopefully have a guest later on this show possibly around the 3:30 30 mark uh, because we do again have that concert tonight at six o'clock at
6: adobe books and art collective
3: the adobe books and art collective and our guest would be
6: uh, alzara Getz of the uh, amazing bay band alzara and brother spellbinder
3: excellent now erin you lied to me earlier you said you have the face for radio and the voice for silent films
6: <laughs> uh, I, I, I told you that's what I've been told.
3: That's what you've been told. Okay, you guys can vote on that too. Anything that gets you to call me. 415 511 We're just hanging out today at mutinyradio.fm. 2781 21st Street in Florida. Here for you every Saturday. So check it out. Taking a little break. This is some Christmas music you'd probably prefer to that last one that snuck in there. Here you go. So I just gave the shout out to everybody. If you're interested in participating, the question today is who in the Modesto 209 area music scene, arts entertainment scene, comedy scene, who is amused to the rest of the ones in that field, or who do you just admire every time they walk in the door and you just wonder what else they're up to? and, and Find out from them, pick their brain for what great things are coming next because you know they're right in the thick of it. Give us a call here at 415 550 0511. This is Friends with Fitz. I'm your host, Jen Eros. In studio with me today again is Aaron Rowan, one of our uh, local producers for the Mum Fest out there in modesto you want to explain the mum fest because i know this is the year you got a mama award for this can you tell me how that came down and what do you think got noticed
6: all right well it was a few years ago i think about spring is springish of 2012 i was i was looking around california um at some of the different acoustic festivals that were happening, and when it when it occurred to me that uh, Modesto uh, didn't have anything quite uh, quite like that, you know, like like the, the strawberries, the high sierras, so um, so I said, eh, okay, let's uh, let's get some, something going. And of course, my preference is always um, always the intimate, you know, listening room type uh, type events. So it's so it's it's not it's not like those big outdoor fests that mo- most people associate a, f- a festival with, but it's it's more a, a series of small, you know, fifty, you know. 50 something cedar spaces that you can do over the course of a weekend and so we just like to to feature anything anything unplugged um, folk and bluegrass and some really cool different world sounds we've we've had a a great eclectic spread over the years and yeah we just did we just took home the uh, the award uh, for best live music presenters at this this year's modesto area music awards
3: that's awesome and how does your production do that for where you present the music
6: you can find us on occasion at, uh, at some of the smaller places, um, Diva Cafe in Modesto, or some of the uh, we like uh, we like art galleries or the little black box theater spaces. Uh, center Stage, uh, their old uh, basement level home they did that they just had to move out of. Um, Prospect Theater, as uh, we've done some great stuff, really great stuff in there, um, and yeah, now now of course the Moon of Sixpence uh, Music and Art House is our current home
3: the current home for the music yes and again um if somebody's looking for it it's you gotta say this cook's plaza has not had the most love there is usually quite a lot of parking though um you can find it and we're going to be making it a little more visible that you can find it but if you see the el sol restaurant there on ninth street right between e and F, Um, turn right in there and you're going to see towards The inner part of that... What is that statue thing in the middle or that structure?
6: Some some kind of water pump. Some kind of water pump. Who who even even knows?
3: Yeah, but it's something structural and nifty and cool. And uh, some of the other neighbors there, you have the rock wall climbing available Uh, for families.
6: uh, Stonehenge, right uh, next door to us, yep.
3: Stonehenge. And that's a great thing for families and anybody that just wants to be pushing themselves a little bit more and... uh, see a lot of kids in there i think it's great the parents are getting the kids to climb the walls somewhere besides home (laughs) especially near the holidays (laughs) it's well padded so i think even i could fall and maybe not break um how high i'd climb i don't know maybe we'll have to do a challenge on that and see
6: i'll race any day
3: you'll race me it's not about racing it's about getting up there and not falling down (laughs) slow and steady this is something we learn so hey shout out from raylene camp hey there girl thank you for the compliments uh you know if i'm a superstar it's because i've been watching people like you in my own home performing just on the spot wonderful independent music scene out there uh I've really been able to absorb a lot of the creativity from that, so if I can give that spotlight back, you know, for all the things that have inspired me through this time, that's what this show is about. I know I say Friends with benefits and they go, ooh, it's like, no, I said benefits. that's a very different category for some people, <laughs> but... I'm glad to have those listeners. I mean, I run into people at the grocery store that are, Hey, Jenna how you doing today? And they just listened to the show. I'm like already back 70 plus miles back to my hometown. And it's, it's really fun. And I know that Mutiny Radio, you're already listening. I'd be preaching to the choir. But if you know somebody that's interested, we do have some open spots. If you're looking to host, uh, your own niche of music or entertainment or talk show or anything that you can put to radio that you think needs to be in the ears of the people out there. So check it out. You can go to Mutiny Radio and I'll get you the actual link. I'm sorry. I've <laughs> I've been so distracted. I think that coffee did its job. Um But do consider if you're interested in becoming someone to host a show here at Mutiny Radio, there's some spots to check into it. And as you peruse the page and all the podcasts, make sure you hit that donate button. Come on out and visit us so you can see what we need. We'll take straight across. That's fine. Uh, Or if you need it to be tax deductible, there's ways to do that too. Get a hold of Pam Benjamin and she can direct you further on that. Meanwhile, back at the farm, <laughs> Aaron, our guest today, coming in around 3.30, tell us again, how did you find her?
6: Uh, well, this is actually, uh, Alzara is actually one of, the, uh, one of the most amazing uh, people that I've worked with, and she's uh, one of those rare jewels that actually found, uh, found me.
3: How did she find you?
6: Uh, I don't recall. She was reading about uh, Madison Unplugged Online a couple years ago. And, um, I get the most inter- we get the most interesting, uh, inquiries from, you know, people from around the, around the world.
3: Absolutely. Um, speaking of which, Oh, I, I'm just going to cue the music mm-hmm. here, uh, in just a second, but why don't you give us an introduction to what this is?
6: Okay. okay. Well, well, one of the more fun, uh, high profile things that I did, um, a few years back, we got the opportunity to host, uh, a night with the Ronstadt Generations trio. That is uh, Linda's uh, brother and her two nephews. Uh, they've, they've been they've been doing. Um, they have the repertoire, you know, cover some of her music and also, you know, the Ronstadt family stuff going back to the 1800s. You know, Mexican you know folk songs. Um, so uh, so yeah. Is it, is it going?
3: Yeah, this is it. Have a listen. This is from Prelude, Ronstadt Generations.
8: Night, ice flares and liars fight. Black iron rods of night On hold, and mercy's home doors locked to be born. Peering out at staring crowds, our thoughts have just come right. Sit down and listen. Things aren't black and white. Your proudness waver And look at all the lines Look at all the lines Look at all
7: the lines
9: Straight-faced
3: And So, uh, yeah, those so were... This is what I got to hear in your own living room. Right, these guys come out and do a show at your own yeah. place, and I'm like, Linda Ronstadt's brother and nephews. I, I just, wow.
6: Yep the uh, the, the the cellist and, uh, and singer that you just heard that's um, Michael Gilbert Ronstadt, and I remember I'll never forget the uh, the, the first time that I give him a call to schedule show details. I was sitting in the dentist chair. I had just had uh, the shots getting, getting put in me for the for the. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the before the drill. So I
6: had a, I had a couple minutes, and, and time management is everything when you're when you're uh, curating music like this. So I said, hey, now's a good time to give him a call, and we'll see how far I get before I can't even speak properly anymore. Hi,
3: Michael. <laughs> so, my phone is fine, but my mouth is numbing out. <laughs> <laughs> so...
6: So we got things squared away then, and so yeah, we we did an evening show uh, with them over at the um, it was at the Barking Dog Grill in downtown Modesto, mm-hmm. and then afterwards we all ended up at my uh, at my uh, my at flat, flat, and uh, they were just doing some like unplugged uh, a few songs with us. One of the yeah. one of the coolest nights the coolest nights that, that I've ever be to be part of.
3: Well, and that introduced Jim and I to this group. And when we saw that they were also going to be in the near future after that event, they were over in Soquel at the ugly mug. We showed up for that one too. And so to have people walking into your show that you just spent an intimate evening in someone's living room, and especially, I've always, always adored Linda Ronstadt. And to know that the family has the talent and they're like that. Um, it was just a really amazing slice of just... I, I I just couldn't have asked for a better front row seat. And you made that possible. So, Aaron, thank you. What's going on with the family now? I heard uh, her brother is no longer with us.
6: Yes, yeah, sadly, we lost... Uh Michael. We lost Michael. Uh, yeah, last uh, last year. Um, the uh, the nephews, uh, Michael Gilbert Ronstadt and then uh, P.D. Ronstadt. They're continuing on the, uh, the tradition as Ronstadt brothers now. And uh, I got I caught up with Michael actually. Michael Jr. actually um, back in the spring. He was one of the headliners at my uh, at our Medstone Plug Music Festival. Okay. Uh, him and his touring partner Serenity Fisher give us a beautiful evening of uh, kind of. Kind of, kind of kind of loungy music with the cello and piano
3: and, and vocals. Yeah good times. I'm gonna let you listen to what we had the privilege of sharing. It didn't seem so long ago, but now it's timeless.
10: That you don't know Oh well let me tell you something good guy you don't
9: know
3: is from the album Prelude by the Ronstadt Generations, Los Tucson, and I guess. Um, I just, I really appreciate the, the feel and the flavor of their music and the fact that they are family that brought this to us. It's just so sweet. And it's a sad thing to lose Michael, but I feel so blessed that I got to meet him. You know, some of these things really are lucky for us but to be able to share it with you guys I, I'm hoping that you're really feeling lucky
8: something too
3: because there's always something happening
8: what it is ain't exactly clear there's a man with a gun over there telling me I've got to beware It's time we stop, children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Battle lines are being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speaking. Resistance from behind Stop, stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Signs, mostly saying Hooray for our side." It's time to stop Hey what's that sound Everybody look what's going down Paranoia strikes deep Life it will creep. It starts when you're always afraid. Step out of line, the man will come and take you away. Stop, stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look, what's going down? Stop, hey. Look what's going down Stop, hey, what's that sound Everybody look what's going down Stop, hey, what's
7: that sound Everybody look what's going down
3: Everybody, look what's going down. I think that song is one of those timeless reminders. It talks about what I mentioned before you know, about the fear, how they lead, how they control. Uh, the misunderstandings that we're having right now, I think, are really huge as far as why is it Trump now wants to move the embassy to Jerusalem in the U.S.? I mean, it's going to take him 10 years to build. Without problems, okay, first of all. Second of all, inserting ourselves in the Middle East conflict in this way is, uh, you know, people are applauding him that he's the brave president to do this. And most of them are saying, you know, he's the idiotic president that doesn't know the gravity of the situation by putting our position in that way of... You know, telling them what to do as far as where their capital is going to be or even understanding some of the conflicts in the Middle East. I haven't seen that he's understood the conflicts in his own country yet or even which parts of the country are parts of this country. So (laughs) I have a little bit of reservation on his decision-making on this and who he's trying to appease. Um, Stop, listen, what's that sound? And I'm not just talking about were his teeth falling out when he was talking about the United States. Because everybody's covered that, I want to get to the meat and potatoes of these issues. And so, what is your understanding of what this does if, if he's able to go forward with moving the embassy to Jerusalem?
6: Well, ask yourself this: uh, no, no, nobody asks questions like this. But uh, why is the embassy there? Uh, you know the the very concept is uh, dates back to when we didn't have this wonderful invention called a phone that we could pick up and t- actually talk to the other heads of state so wh- what what's the point of even having a, a, having them out there in the world anyways
3: because we also have Travelers all over the world from the United States. When my my family was traveling in July throughout different places in Europe, I actually did make a point to look up where are the consulates, where are the embassies, because if there's a crisis, we need to check in somewhere that can help us get home or help us get settled until whatever happens blows over. And so there is a security to the people that you have these places that you can physically go and be in with the security with the communications with all of the other things uh to your benefit because you say hi i'm a citizen of the united states i'm traveling abroad you know that's one function Uh, The other failure that I've seen, though, since he took office was to not even appoint delegates to many of the embassies that we have. He made everybody come home right before he was inaugurated because he goes, just everybody come home, everybody come home, everybody come home. Didn't matter if you're getting cancer treatments down in South America. It doesn't matter if, you know, whatever the kids are doing in school, you're going to interrupt that because on that date he was being sworn in. And he pulled everybody home, and then he was very reluctant to even try to fill many of the spaces out there. So you have embassies, and I know maybe you don't like red tape or bureaucracy or any of this, but they've had a function so that when you have an issue in a hotbed territory, you've got someone already embedded in that area that can be a diplomatic hub for what needs to happen next if we don't even have intel coming in. Like the fiasco with Yemen pulling our ability to use their air space because of what happened in the early stages of President Trump trying to determine what to do about ISIS and some other things. Uh, these crises can't be mitigated if you have no place of diplomacy to work from. And I think it's a big failure on the part of this administration to not understand that, let alone support that. It's not just about telephones. You see somebody in person, you're not worried is that phone call being, you know, tracked in a way that these sound bites get out there in the wrong way or in the wrong hands that, you know, you're trying to really skillfully, diplomatically deal with some high intensity issues. I would much rather see you face to face and talk about what's going on. You know, that's why I like having you here in the station. Hi, we can talk about these things. We can share certain things that we've talked about because it's important for other people to hear or it's entertaining for them to hear. But if this building burnt down, what would I be doing today? You know, setting up the whole podcast with all of this equipment somewhere in my basement and I don't have a basement. (laughs) You know, it's, I think it's short-sighted. I think it's it's uh, defeatist to a lot of the things that America is involved in. And it's kind of cutting our own nose off to spite our face. Really, when you have a presence in all of these other countries militarily, whether it's for humanitarian or war purposes or just other uh, agreements that we've entered into. And you know, of course, a lot of the military stuff has to do with corporate interests and where are we getting resources and you know it's, it's a big boggled mess but why would you not have an embassy why would you not have a diplomatic center in the region or carefully placed in the region where it's not going to stir things up more hmm. my side of it now yours <laughs> uh, I
6: would I would love to see a lot a lot uh, how should I put this a lot less involvement in in the rest of the world. I'm I'm, I'm certainly in the camp that uh, that agrees with the, you know the really the front, the framers of America. They 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 told they warned us to, to stay out stay out of the political affairs of of the rest of the world, and we've ignored that, and it hasn't hasn't done well for us over the uh, over the decades.
3: No, I think we've had maybe 19 years sporadically of peace ever since we became a country, and we still don't even understand the wars we're involved in today. Um, We're not really quite sure how uh, Betsy DeVos's brother all of a sudden has uh, more interest in creating more spies to spy on our own spies. (laughs) You know, it's just like all the contracted out stuff is just a muddled mess of, okay, where did the taxpayer money go? How do you track it? Who do you know is actually getting to use it for these toys? How much of this is necessary and how much of it is the military industrial complex just wanting to continue feasting on the residuals without having any accountability for it no i think there's a way to balance it but just simply extracting our people just in one blanket notation everybody come home now i think it leaves us more vulnerable rather than had it been thought out discussed uh figure out which areas are actually necessary to us rather than just say oh well I'm going to be president now bring them all home I don't know it, to me it's a weakness it it's a lack of hubris for one and a lack of understanding i think belies all of that so maybe Maybe the whole point is isolationism, but I've not seen that help the Americans either. Well,
6: well it's, it's, it's not isolationism; it's neutrality. There's a difference. I, I want I want Americans to go out and, and travel and see the world abroad and, and to you know to trade with other other nations. I, we just we just don't want. I, I'm a I'm a total libertarian. Okay. We, we we don't want to we don't want to get involved in their wars and their political intrigue. It it, it it does it does not serve America to ever really ever to to, to do this in the, in the long run.
3: Okay, so for all of the Europeans that stayed out of the way of the Nazis until they really got a foothold, they had the same approach. It allowed it to grow into well well over all the major players having to be drawn into it. We were forced into it, to address it, because we wanted to take that hands-off approach.
6: Uh, Only because of what happened... during at the end of world war one which which itself only uh, became as big as it was because of all these alliances between countries
3: well a lot of it too when you're starting to draw lines in other countries without actually looking at the geography you're not looking at which base family tribes exist there and how their relations are between them a lot of the fighting has been because somebody arbitrarily puts this imaginary line and says this is ours that's yours ...without talking to the people that live there, without having a care. They're just looking at the resources. They're looking at the, to the victor go the spoils. And I've never seen that to where it's actually worked out for the benefit of anybody. So, I mean, if you look at even the British Empire has had to pull way back from where they used to be. You know, the imperialist, the sun never sets on the British Empire. Well, that's shifted. Um shifting away from monarchies, shifting away from other powers that used to be, you know, the authoritarian, the dictators, we're not rid of them. There's certainly more of them popping up right now. Um, but to forge ahead with our democratic republic, even here uh, our home states disagree within the states of how some of these things are being handled at the federal level. The federal federalists are looking at the states like why aren't you guys on board this helps everybody you know you got uh intercontinental interests not just interstate. you know if you want to cut off california well there's a lot of your ports there's a lot of your railroad there's a lot of your other production stuff that comes from other countries how are you going to transport it to new york if you don't have an agreement with every state along the way You know, there's all kinds of things that we mess with when we start defining it that we can just scrap Texas, send it back to Mexico, we can just cut off California, it's going to fall in the ocean anyway. I mean, these, the people that are out there chanting that they want all of Los Angeles to burn, they don't understand Los Angeles would have defeated itself if it could. Okay. It's pretty sprawling. And yes, we have the Ventura fire going on. There's some other things going on that you always hear about the Santa Ana winds. You know, there are some of these areas that are going to not be flame retardant by any means. But if you're ever in the Los Angeles basin, you're going to understand it's, it's not as simple as just burn baby burn. Um, and again, like I said, if they wanted to defeat themselves, you know, they'd be well on their way to do it to themselves without anybody interfering. Uh, but we have some reasons, you know, California's economy being as strong as it was, based on the taxes that we pay out federally. Um, if you're going to change the base of taxation here, again, without representation. Um, on your property taxes, on some of the other things that have been floated recently on these bills that they want to pass for tax reform, uh, it's going to have some measures that approach catastrophic, not just California, but to those that California has been able to give aid to that don't have the resources to build on. So, and unfortunately, that's a lot of the red states that hate California. They're the ones that end up suffering. They're the ones that are actually using a lot of the government resources that we are taxed for. So can people sit down and talk anymore? That's what I want to know. Can they listen anymore? Are you guys listening? Give me a call. 415 511 Pitch in. i uh, love to hear from you. It's almost 3.30. We have a guest coming into the studio shortly. Uh, but again, this is Friends with Jenna Fitz at MutinyRadio.fm. Lots of stuff going on out there. I'm not trying to give you the definite answers on these things. I want to give you some questions that maybe you haven't been looking at lately. So give me your feedback, 415-550-0511. And we also had the other question earlier today on Al Franken. Should he just resign under the pressure of what we call the court of public, personal, private, whatever, our own uh, sitting there and judging the situation without all the facts, court of public opinion? Or should he insist on maintaining in his seat he said he's going to be resigning in the near future but should he be doing that before they've done in the investigation on the ethics involved with his accusers and i'm not saying just targeting him i mean we already know roy moore has issues that go way back um And we also know that the political arms always seem to find a way to bring these things up just before an election. Why is that? How many of these things had validity and have been squelched or have been paid to be silent to get these people into places of power and then later you want to use it as blackmail to take them out? So where's the guideline? Because I tell you what, there is nobody in comedy that has a human resources that's going to tell them, ooh, naughty, naughty, I've got to, you know, slap you on the wrist for that behavior. And so with Al Franken going through with comedian background, um, there's a lot of stuff that comics will do to point out issues that others fear to talk about. And sometimes we use the theater of the absurd to get the attention. So if it's an intentional slight against a person and you're willing to say, hey, that's on me, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to mean to make you feel that way i overstepped i want to make it up to you which al franken has done with one in particular that said she didn't think he needed to lose his job others come forward after a while is that piling on just because they have the freedom to release because now they have the courage that somebody will hear them or what else is at work give me your thoughts 415-550-0511 Jen Eros your host, friends with Jenefits. Here's some more from The Ronstadt Generations.
8: Get me through the day. Body water come. Wash these blues away.
7: where we gonna go.
8: When we made money, he would get him some Join the block, tell the morning to come But when the money got low, took me off to jail Drank all my corn whiskey, had no more to sell. I didn't have no one, get me out home They oh no, I did, burned out liquor store. Burn that liquor stone John burn that liquor stone John Long, burn that liquor stone For that blue-bed whiskey, where we gonna go? Good morning, Judge What may be my fine? Judge is my corn whiskey Didn't give me no time He said, could you make me some more of your moonshine? Oh, yeah! Burn that liquor stone Burn that liquor stone John Long, burn that liquor stone John Laugh burn that liquor store For that whiskey Where we gonna go? Burn that liquor store Burn that liquor store John Laugh burn that liquor store John that liquor store For that hool whiskey Where we gonna go?
3: Speaking of slam poetry, there's one that I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, Rudy Francisco, Complainers, uh, had shared this one on my Facebook page, and I hope you guys have a minute to really grasp what he is sharing with you today. You ready? Unbutton poetry.
9: The following are true stories. May 26, 2003, Aaron Ralston was hiking. A boulder fell on his right hand. He waited four days. Then he amputated his own arm with a pocket knife. On New Year's Eve, a woman who was bungee jumping in Zimbabwe. The cord broke. She then fell into a river and had to swim back to land in crocodile-infested waters with a broken collarbone. Claire Champlin was smashed in the face by a five-pound watermelon being propelled by a slingshot. Matthew Brovis was hit by a javelin. David Striegel was punched in the mouth by a kangaroo. The most amazing part of these stories is when asked about the experience, they all smiled, shrugged, and said, I guess things could have been worse. So go ahead, tell me that you're having a bad day. Tell me about the traffic. Tell me about your boss. Tell me about the job you've been trying to quit for the past four years. Tell me the morning is a townhouse burning to the ground. Tell me the snooze button is a fire extinguisher. Tell me the alarm clock stole the case to your smile, drove it into 7 a.m., and the crash totaled your happiness. Tell me, tell me, tell me how blessed are we to have tragedy so small it can fit on the tips of our tongues. You see, when Evan, you see, when Evan lost his legs, he was speechless. When my cousin was assaulted, she didn't speak for 48 hours. and silence have the exact same address when your day is a museum of disappointments hanging from events that were outside of your control when you find yourself flailing in an ocean of why is this happening to me when it feels like your guardian angel put in his two-week notice two months ago and just decided not to tell you when it feels like god is a babysitter that's always on the phone when you get punched in the esophagus by a fistful of life remember that every year two million people So it doesn't matter if the glass is half full or half empty, there's water in the cup, drink that shit and stop complaining. So when your shoulders feel heavy, stand up straight, lift your chin. Hell, call it exercise. Remember that life is a gym membership with a really complicated cancellation policy. Remember that you will survive. Remember, things could be worse. Remember, we are never, ever given anything that we can't handle. When the world crumbles around you, you have to look at the wreckage and then build a that are still here. Remember, you are still here. The human heart beats approximately 4,000 times per hour, and each pulse, each throb, each palpitation is a trophy engraved with the words, You are still alive. You are still alive. Act like it.
3: Yes. And you are still alive. Act like it. One thing that I love to do with you guys is introduce you to these stories. I know it's uh, challenging at times, but I suppose my reach is for the inspiration. Uh, today, as promised, we have our lovely guest I want to introduce you. Is this the name on the album? Yes. Brother Spellbinder and would you come closer to the microphone there dear and we have her actually right here in studio with ukulele Yes, I, I do. I, I have my ukulele. I just jumped out of a car. Um, <laughs> and you rolled and you protected yes. the ukulele. And I'm like,
2: oh, you're on now. Okay, great. Good timing. <laughs> um, my guitar player is actually parking, so he may just burst in any moment. But we're on our way to um, Adobe Books. Okay. And they're having a holiday party to celebrate members and uh, local patrons and uh, some poetry reading and music. Excellent. So and I didn't get to
3: actually introduce, this is Alzara. Getz? Yes, Alzara Gets. Alzara Brothers Brother gets. Spellbinder. Thank you. Excellent. Um, Brother Spellbinder, and I believe this is your driver coming in with This is guitar. my driver, guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in, chauffeur. join the crowd. As promised, they're here to give a little yes. performance for you guys Come to on let on you in, know. Jimmy. Come on in tonight. The show time is 6 o'clock. Actually, it's really, yeah, it's a short thing. It's a short appearance, 6 o'clock, but can I just tell about one
2: of our residencies Please. right now? Please. The mic um, is yours. Oh,
3: the mic is mine. Exciting.
2: What should I do? <laughs> (laughs) Okay, yeah, so uh, Brother Spellbinder is a band we've been around for about three or four years-ish, kind of a collective, and we'll be having a uh, residency at Revolution, Cafe Revolution or Revolution Cafe, whichever you prefer, on 22nd and Bartlett. The first Wednesday of every month, we have two alternating cellist, lead guitar, violin, drums, guitar, and ukulele. So, never know what to expect. And, uh, but yeah. Okay, here's Jamie, my driver. You're my driver today. Did you,
3: have- <laughs> Did you have some words for us today, Jamie, before you play? Or are you guys going to just hit us with a song for now? Give us a little sample what they can find tonight? Well,
2: yeah, why not? We'll just hit you with a song. All righty. Do you uh, change your mind? Okay. Or Birds of a Feather, what would you prefer? Um, this is very impromptu. Yeah,
10: let's do uh, uh, Birds of a Feather.
2: Okay, birds he's of a feather. Chosen, Birds of a Feather. And this okay, is Brother so Spellbinder. Uh, can you hear the
3: guitar okay? I think we can pick you up, yeah. I've got my mics up in the studio here. Yeah.
2: Wow, this put a lot of jewelry on today.
3: Kind of hits the ukulele. All
2: right, this is a song about star-crossed lovers of all shapes and varieties. Okay. Okay. Do you want to clap? Give me a a beat. We usually have a clapping section.
3: mic up so there's alzara and our other guest here on guitar would be jamie wilson yes me yes. okay yes, so you do guitar me. and vocals as well mm-hmm. now and the others in your group there's uh, gabriel on gabriel cello by Line on cello and steve laporta drums and percussion absolutely will steve yeah. be there tonight steve will be there tonight and yes. the other steve bolhofer he's not
2: in the group but we have a new violinist zoe atlas who plays violin and also sings and writes Awesome. and an alternating cellist helena Titsa, who also
3: sings and writes and plays groovy bass lines on cello isn't it fun ah. to just collaborate with others that are just amazingly creative just like you so are so creative <laughs> isn't that great yeah so again fun. tell the audience here on my magic mm-hmm. phone and and for the listeners out here at mutiny radio uh what time does this show start is it what does it cost
2: this is free and this it's is a small free. intimate gathering at adobe books which sells used books one of the few left in san francisco on and 24th 24th street yep that's the one and okay. we're playing like 6 to six thirty. It's just a short little magical appearance and uh just like you're doing yeah, for us here today this is amazing
3: <laughs> we love um, it yeah. Do you have any CDs that people can get from you, and how would they do that?
2: Uh, BrotherSpellbinder dot com should have some links, but we're also on Bandcamp, and I want to say it's bandcamp.brotherspellbinder.com dot dot com, or maybe it's BrotherSpellbinder Bandcamp, you know. But you'll figure it out, and we're on there. um We have YouTube and all
3: that Facebook stuff too, so okay. it's easy to find excellent excellent did you want to close out with one more tune we're coming to the end of the show you guys made all the effort to come out here i'd love to hear more
2: sure okay then we will close it out then with my choice which Mm -hmm. was change your mind um all right so this has a little refrain so if you're at home listening you can sing along with us on talk 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 and this is sort of about um talking yeah and the things that change us. By the way, I'm a therapist by day, so I just have to put that on. I'm a social worker, a therapist, and this is kind of inspired by the things that change us. So I'm gonna back up a little bit from the mic. Okay, case so sure. I need to yell, and so we can hear Jamie. Ready, you wanna go a
3: little closer, Jamie? I can adjust Jamie? sounds here too, so. Okay, all right.